0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rob's video blog. Thanks for taking the time and, uh, and watching the video. Uh, today I would like to talk about problem solving and truth seeking. Um, and when, I'm, when I talk about problem solving and truth seeking, I mean problem solving and truth seeking in any aspect, a mathematical problem, uh, historical uh, inconsistencies, uh, interpersonal problems, language problems, <clears throat> uh, trying to just explore and discover the truth about something that you didn't know about or something you're interested, in, anything. Uh, but the, one of the most important things when trying to find the truth or solve a problem is to have a methodology. Uh, if you don't have a basic framework of methodology, you're just kind of you know spitting or pissing into the wind and hoping that uh, hoping that what you end up with is correct. Uh, One of the most important advancements man has ever made is the discovery and the implementation of the scientific method. It's, uh, you know, you have a question about something, about how something functions, you propose a hypothesis, you test it, you check the results, and if the results corroborate your hypothesis, you explore it further. Uh, If the results uh, do not corroborate your hypothesis, then you have to uh, adjust your hypothesis and continue to test. Um, and this is how uh, the implementation of the scientific method has literally launched our species on a meteoric rise uh, to dominating the planet and uh, developing c- uh, civilization and the technology and all the niceties that we uh, that we take for granted today. If it wasn't for the scientific method and the implementation of it, <clears throat> uh, it's very possible we would still be living with a Ptolemaic system in which we think, uh, you know, The earth is the center of the uh, universe and so on and so forth. And we may still be scribbling on tablets rather than uh, playing angry birds on them. Um, Why do I think that this is an important thing to be talking about right now? I think um, it's really important because, uh, unfortunately, the use of the scientific method and uh, a consistent methodology for seeking truth and solving problems has given us uh, a lot of solutions to a lot of problems that previously were not off the shelf answers. Uh, in other words, uh, you know, I'm an engineer. Uh, when we design things, we build things, <clears throat> there are very few scenarios where we actually have to solve the problem or do a calculation or solve an equation by hand from scratch because you know if you need to uh, you know build a building this big and it weighs this much or you got to build a bridge and it's you're gonna have cars on it you know you have member sizes there's all tables people have already calculated most of this stuff and you just kind of pull the appropriate information off of uh, tables um, and you just kind of plug them in where you need them to lots of problems have already been solved. Um, so it's very convenient because then we don't have to sit here and think about everything. Uh, there's already solutions been done for us and we just pull them as we need them and we use them um, in our everyday life. The only problem with that is that when we do get confronted with a problem that we there is not a already um, uh, provided uh, correct <clears throat> solution, We are kind of crappy at uh, coming up with a solution because we don't use it on a regular basis. It's like reading and writing anything else, riding a bike. Uh, The more you do it, the uh, the better you become at it. And if you don't use it, you fatigue uh, and you uh, you atrophy and you lose the ability to do it. You, you lose your sharpness. So uh, I think that's a lot of what has happened uh, nowadays is we have so many solutions to so many problems. You know, uh, this this doesn't work, that doesn't work. Oh, here's the answer, here's the answer. You can buy this, you can find it here and that's, you know. And, uh, and like I said, it's really good because there's tons of information out there. But if we don't stop and take the time to occasionally uh, solve a problem on our own or even take a problem that we have a solution for and explore well how did we get to that solution what is the what is the theory behind it what is what are the steps that it took for someone to figure this out Um, we lose the ability to critically think and solve uh, solve really complicated complex problems and that 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 can be that's a major that's a major problem so one of the easiest ways uh to solve really complicated problems and they teach you this you know in basic math classes is you break the problem down into smaller simpler Um, easier problems that you know how to solve, okay? So if you had a really, really long, complicated algebraic equation, you break it down into small components that you know how to solve. Well, in order to do that, you need to first have the mastery of the basic skills. If I gave you a complicated algebraic uh, equation and said, okay, you know, calculate this or find, you know, find the solution and find what X is, Um, You'd have to first know how to properly add, subtract, properly multiply and divide, how to use order of operations, fractions, all this kind of stuff. And you'd have to have it mastered and have a really, really good understanding. Otherwise, if I asked you how to uh, solve that, you would have absolutely no shot at doing that. And in fact, if I gave you a really complicated algebraic equation and you said to me, I don't know how to add, subtract, multiply, or divide, but I have the solution to this algebraic equation, I would obviously just dismiss your solution out of hand as being totally and completely ridiculous. Because if you can't solve the basics and don't have a mastery of the basics, there's no way you can solve a complicated problem. Um, So that's, that's probably one of the most important Uh, aspects of problem solving that we lose sight of, is we get confronted with a complicated problem and instead of breaking it down and making sure that we first understand the fundamental components of that problem and have sound solutions to those, we go ahead and try and solve the problem outright and you're inevitably going to end up with the incorrect solution or the incorrect answer. Um, Aside from um, being able to better solve complicated problems by having a mastery of the basic principles. More important than that is having a a mastery of the basic principles may not, doesn't necessarily guarantee that we can come up with the solution to a really complicated problem, but it it allows us to um, check proposed solutions pretty easily for at least, at the very least, logical consistency. So what I mean is... um, If uh, I was teaching you math and you didn't know how to uh, add really big numbers, right? You teach little kids, okay, you know, add two and two and four and four and four is eight, and two and six is eight, and so on and so forth. And you taught, and you taught someone, okay, well, you know, here's an odd number, here's an even number, and when you add all even numbers, the answer is an even number. And then I gave you this really really long problem: four hundred eighty billion, three hundred twenty-two thousand and eight plus. 46 plus 422 plus six. And I said, what's the solution? And you would say, well, I, I I haven't learned yet how to add really, really large numbers, so I don't know. But if I told you, well, I'm gonna tell you right now, the solution is nine. You would say to me, eh, no, it's not. And I would say, well, you don't know, you just got done telling me you don't know what the solution is and you can't calculate it. How can then you come how can then, how can you now come back and tell me that my solution is wrong and I would say, well, I don't know how to add really big numbers, but I can tell you that all these big numbers and all these numbers are even and I know that adding even numbers yields an even number. Your solution is an odd number, therefore I know that your solution is incorrect. So this is a very basic example of how having a good understanding of the basic principles. Um, can allow us to, at the very least, do a cursory check of proposed solutions. And this is really, 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 really important. Because I think a lot of the times, it's not so much that we need to come up with an answer, but it's that we need to, is that when other people propose solutions, we have to have a way to at least do a cursory check of whether or not that solution uh, is is a valid and true solution. So take some time, uh, you know, Think about uh, things and solutions and truths that uh, you take for granted every single day. Spend some time and say, hey, you know, how do I know that this is true? Go through the steps, start from first principles, build it back up to the final solution and verify and say, yes, I can say with confidence, this is correct because I know X, Y, Z and X, Y, Z and X, Y, Z and I have a mastery of those basic principles. One last thing, or two last things that I wanna say about uh, problem solving is, Uh, And I find myself getting into, getting falling into this trap all the time. A lot of times there's a proposed question or there's a proposed problem, and we know what we want the solution to be, or we've heard of proposed solutions. So we say, well, here's a problem, boop, and here's the answer. And then we go back and try to prove the answer. That's not the way, that's really not a very good way to solve a problem. If I gave you a mathematical problem, you wouldn't go, "Uh, the answer is 4,827 and go back and try and justify that. You would take the problem and you would work through it and try and come up with an answer. Very often we don't do that. Very often there's a problem, or there's uh, some truth that we're looking for and somebody somewhere or even ourselves have proposed the truth and we go and try and back check it. We shouldn't do that. That's that, that that's not the way that you solve problems. The way you solve problems is you look at the problem, you look at the question, you break it down into its smaller components, you rely on the mastery of your basics, you solve the individual less complex components and then you can put, the, put them together and develop the more complicated relationships and then and only then will you have a shot at actually coming up with truth or the proper solution. Do not take an answer and try and back prove it uh, to a question because I mean I mean literally I mean just think about it. If I gave you a really really long algebraic equation and you were literally just picking numbers and going back and checking them, it would take you from it would take you your entire life until you actually found the correct number and back check and said, "Aha, there it is." So not only is it inefficient, but it's just it's not it's not the right methodology for solving problems. One other thing that I'll say, the last thing before uh, before we go, is that uh, in uh, kind of going through these sorts of things and and um, uh, thinking through uh, you know solutions or truths that we have and trying to go back to first principles and say, okay, well. Here is supposedly you know the solution that I've uh, taken for granted. You know how did how do I arrive at that? How did I arrive at that answer? Or how did somebody who calculated this previously come up with this? You go back to the beginning and you build it up to verify it. Well, in doing that, uh, you're always asking yourself, well, why or how or why or how. So I have developed a very um, good appreciation for children because children are the ultimate skeptics. Children are always going around asking you why, and you always have to prove things to kids. Um, and people get frustrated by it, well, mostly probably because you're really busy trying to get stuff done, and a kid goes, why, 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 why? But a lot of times, a kid will ask a mother, well, why? And the parent doesn't have a good answer for them, and they just get frustrated and say, well, because I said so, or, you know. You, if, if you're proposing something to a child, you're proposing something to anyone, and they ask you a very basic question, well, why? and you can't give them a good answer, you really need to examine what you were telling that person because if you can't answer a five-year-old adequately, how, you know, then your, whatever you're saying or whatever you're proposing probably did not go through a whole heck of a lot of mental and logical rigor. Um, So that's why I do actually like kids. They're the ultimate skeptics. They're always asking why, and they keep us honest. You know, we can, uh, as adults, I have a tendency to, I feel like, we have a tendency to pull the bull over our eyes and we think that we know a lot more than we do. And kids really kind of bring us down to earth by asking us why and making us prove things to them and being the ultimate skeptics because I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, a lot of the things that we think we know, we think we have the answers for, we haven't really gone through the steps to really be 100% certain and we don't really fully understand it. So, uh, so yeah, just uh, go back, think about some things, work on your critical thinking skills, master the basics first and then we can tackle the complex uh, problems. So uh, thanks for watching and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did.